Hello, everybody. Welcome to Exposed Network. My name is Migs Whiskey, and I'm here with... Diana Seha. <laughs> yep. And we're going to be talking about the big C. This is really serious, and that's what this show is all about, is getting in there and, and you know, talking truth and, and talking life, motivation, inspiring people, and um, just pushing forward. Um, the big C, for those that don't know, is cancer. And um, my guest here... Had cancer? Could you would, would you like to tell a little bit of your story? Yes, of course. Uh, well, you know, I at the age of three and a half, I did have uh, leukemia, cancer, and you know, it was a couple of years. So I want to say from three and a half to nine, I dealt with serious just cancer issues, uh, and I was put on remission at the age of fifteen. So now it's been sixteen years. So it's been 16 years from full cancer freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely feel, you know, blessed and grateful. So. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about cancer. Uh, we'll help you get through it. You know, uh, I've talked to you before this. And uh, God is definitely going to be in that, in, that, in that topic. And gratitude. Because today in our lives, that's what we're practicing. That's something that I definitely believe. I believe in two things today are very important. And that's honesty with thyself and gratitude. You know, and um, let's get this started. Um, um, I'm coming from a side from dealing with it. My sister had leukemia and she passed away in 2014. And um, that showed me a lot. And it, it got me closer to God. It got me closer to just honesty and truth and just seeing life for what it is and, and the things that are actually more important and um let's talk about it and then how it changed your life because the big c changes people's lives in so many ways it so, really does it changes uh, every everything around you so let's start let's just let's get into it cancer when you think cancer take us to it when I think about cancer, I think about, I mean, anybody that's going through it now, it's, it's, you can survive. You know, you can definitely make that happen. Uh, going through the journey of cancer, I just remember um, the one, number one memory I have is going into the, the hospital, right? And every time it was a hospital visit, it was for a toy. And the toy meant that I would get a spinal tap, and the spinal tap meant pain. So anytime I have any type of memory, it's always, it ties back to pain. So it, it really triggers all these emotions because it's not necessarily something that a three-year-old kid wants to go to or, or through or a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old. So at the time, it's, it, you know, you're growing and I was going to school. I was actually in first grade when... Um, I would go to school, I had lost my hair, I had lost everything. I, my mom would send me to school with hats and um, kids would make fun of me for, uh, for being bald. And um, it, it, it's, it's a lot of emotional stuff that went through because kids can be really big bullies and it's not just now, it's all the time. And at the time, you know, I got pulled from school. So I was out of school for a year and a half and I was homeschooled at the, the hospital. So I lived at the hospital for a year. So, you know, uh, growing up, I was, I had needles all over my hands. You know, um, I had uh, medicine on a consistent basis. I was hardly eating. Uh, my cancer got really bad uh, around the, like, I guess, I was gonna be four and a half years old. <clears throat> and I got a little bit worse. So it was just, you know, going through a lot with my family and going, you know, my mom, my dad, which, by the way, 
were uh, on separate religions. So my dad was Catholic at the time, my mom was Christian. So my mom's family is very hardcore to the point where, you know, nothing but God and God is everything and a hardcore Christian. And mm -hmm. I'm talking, they believe in the power of God. They're all about the gospel and everything in God. My dad was more like, you know, I'm Catholic and that's it. Catholicism. And yeah, it's, it's it, uh, we've talked about it. Me and Anthony have talked about it on the show. It's, uh, it's tradition over relationship. Yes. You know, it's like, I feel like, because I grew up Catholic, it was more traditions. You know, Ash Wednesday, you go on Sundays, and not everyone goes on Sundays when you're Catholic. Sorry to say it. Like, uh, I'm just talking for myself, you know, in, in my family. It was more like a, there's like, it's almost like Fourth of July every year. Yeah. That's like the, the time you go. And then she's like, yeah, no, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. And he forgives me for everything. And it's like Christians have more, like, I feel conviction because, like, now I'm around a lot of Christians and, like, the conviction's there and it's heavy. Oh, yeah. They're very, like, they're extreme, you know. And mind you, at the time, it's, it's you know, there's so much going on. And not only that, but it's the fact that my, my mom's uncle, who, rest in peace, passed away, he was a pastor for the church. So my mom was raised by him because, she, you know, she, when she was younger, she came down here and she lived with them. And so... It's just the fact that he really instilled that in her. So she was so, you know, devoted as today she is, devoted to God, to everything. Leave it up to God. God is everything. God this. And and that's why, how I'm like that. I'm, I'm like that because of her, because she instills that in me. And I love that. And at the time, it's, it's you know, there's basically no hope for for cancer. Doctors rush in and out. Um, I'm always, you know, on... I'm always sick. I'm not even feeling better ever. I can't really eat. I can't retain anything. So there comes a point in time where, you know, the doctors say, you know what? It's, I'm sorry, but it, this is it. This is it. Like your daughter, she's just not progressing in any way. She's not eating very well. You know, the cancer has spread out to the majority of her body now. Um, you know, all we can really do is just hope for a miracle. And so. you're still here. I, yeah, thank God I'm still here. It's a miracle. I just say it's it's just so it's just so true. Cause when my sister was in there in the ICU, it was like she's not gonna make it past today. And then she like made it multiple days after that. Like I think after the third day they just stopped telling us she's not gonna make it past oh, today. Wow. And it's just like is they do that. They do that yeah. and then it's like you you don't even got hope from the people that are supposed to be there saying like we're gonna we're gonna get you through this so it's that's heavy and then just to hear you say that like not, not only are you battling cancer in your life but you're battling even like like the the outside yeah. of it like the being bald and going to school and like being a child too is like not easy yeah you know you guys are talking about bullying nowadays and all that and it's like that's it's been around since the beginning yeah it's 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 pretty intense because that was the worst part of growing up. It was that going to school like that. I would beg my mom not to send me to school. Like, please don't send me to school with the hat. Please don't send me to school with the hat. Please. She'd be like, Diana, come on. You know, we have to, Diana. You have to go to school. And I said, no. Like, please, I don't want to go to school. Um, because at school, even my teacher made fun of me. You know, my teacher was, I was in school, I was not in school. My head was somewhere else. My my head was just, I was always with my head down. I was always sick. I was always feeling so intoxicated with medicine. And so my teacher would be like, are you stupid or something? Like, are you dumb? Like, you're not gonna pay attention again? 
well, of course I'm not going to pay attention. I don't feel very well. Like, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't even be here technically. And so that's when the, the leukemia was getting bad. And, you know, when it was confirmed that it was bad, it was already pretty spread out. But, you know, luckily, think there is a God. Yeah. And, you know, she, mm-hmm. um, she did go to jail, that teacher, by the way. Yeah, she went to jail. And that was all for harassment and bullying, you know, which which at the time, you know, I think God to my my classmate who said something, who you know, who was always there, kind of just there with me. And she would hug me whenever I didn't feel good. So I think that classmate for saying something. Yeah. But it wasn't very easy. And then, you know, being at the hospital, it was a whole different life. It's like, what do you want me to give you for you to feel good? Well, nothing can make me feel good, but, you know, I want toys. So, okay, you get a toy. This is what you're going to get. You know, and sometimes it was, I got to meet Ronald Reagan at the time, which was really amazing, him and his wife. I had the whole Disney, what is it, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse visit me. Um, There was, you know, people that were actually there for support, and a lot of them were for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah. You know, I was at the the LA the hospital yeah and you know it was just crazy you see so many things you see a lot of uh, people everything that they go through you're talking about when I was at the hospital you're talking about 101 cases of cancer and it was a variety of cancer out of those 101 kids I served a purpose and and so did another child and you know God knows why we're here and and to this day I still find purposes and whys and how I'm here and why I'm here and you know me and this other kid we survived and unfortunately he survived but he didn't have any any eyes you know he they got taken out he had cancer in you know his eyeballs and and that, that was unfortunate, but I'm very grateful and thankful because I, I got to survive. I got to experience. I got to to be in there. And, you know, the story itself, I, you know, when the doctors tell you, going back to that, I mean, they pretty much there. It's done. You know, do what you got to do. Enjoy your daughter. And, you know, just give her everything that she wants. Give her all the love, all the attention. You know, just make sure she's your priority. And we're talking about, you know, at the time, my, my little brother, my brother, he was actually a baby. And, you, you know, it's crazy what the things that happen. He's a baby, you know, it's kind of like they have to put the baby aside because they're taking yeah. care of a sick daughter. So much happens, and, and it's not necessarily a good thing, you know. So then, and then this was going on, and, and that's, you know, every day my, my parents would be at, at, the, at the hospital. My mom practically lived with me. She showered there. She lived there. Yeah. My aunt, who rests in peace, she was always there for me, and she's a woman that I love to death. And, you know, and my mom, she just, her, her faith and her power was so, like, in that she would always be right next to me, and she never gave up never ever gave up she just said this is not gonna happen to me i'm not gonna be that mom i'm not gonna be that parent Uh, we're gonna get through it so i remember there was a time when i was just literally when when you have so much medicine going in and out of your body you're in a i don't even know how to describe it but can't think you can't function all you hear is what's happening around you and but you're not really conscious of really feeling any excitement or feeling any 
you don't know how to feel. Your body's so numb. It's so in pain. You just want to sit there and just sleep. So I remember there was a time where my uh, my mom's uncle came into the hospital and my dad was, you know, he was there with me. He was trying to feed me. And my dad worked so hard. So my dad was still working because, you know, he had to pay medical bills. So whenever he was there, he would spend his whole day there and he would he would just be there with me. And my mom's uncle came in and he was like, you know, I know that the doctors say that it's it's not going to get any better. But I feel that you should really read this, this Bible. My dad was like, well, I'm Catholic. I don't believe in that. That's a Christian Bible. Like, no, you know, it's it's not that it's a Christian Bible. It's the message behind the Bible. It's the message that it says. Like, read Psalm 91. Just read it every day. Read Psalm 91. And I promise you, if you believe, if you give yourself wholeheartedly with faith and hope, God's going to listen. Just really, really read it. My dad was like, no, I don't want it. You know, no, thank you. I have my own belief, my own set of beliefs. I'm just going to, you know, I don't want it. So my dad put it aside. So the Bible was aside. And then, um, excuse me. So my my, my mom's uncle ended up, you know, praying for me. He would always go in to pray for me. I... I thank God for all my aunts and uncles that were surrounded by me every day, praying, you know, sending that positive energy. The support. The support. And, you know, the support was felt. They would all hold their hands and they would all hold my hand and they would pray for me every time they were there. And so that night I went by, you know, and my dad told me that that night he saw me so sick. Like, literally, so sick, he thought there there really is nothing that we can do. You know, like, what's going to happen now? So, so he, um, he said something gravitated him. Something was just like, read the Bible. Just read the Bible. He's just like, oh, like oh, should I? It's not, it's not my Bible. It's not my religion. You know, I, I can't do that. And that same feeling would come over him, like, just grab it. Just read what he said. Read what he said. So, grabs the Bible, and he goes, you know, the the page pops up. It's right there. It's marked. And he starts reading it. You know, the Lord is my fortress. And, which, by the way, I love that verse. (laughs) I love that verse. And I pray it every day. I love it. And... So he starts reading. My dad's just going right through it, you know. Um, And I remember feeling like I was just awake. I felt awake. And as my dad was reading, I remember saying, Dad, like, I'm hungry. And my dad was like, you're hungry? He goes, yeah, I'm hungry. And then... wow. Yeah, he just he just looked at me and he continues reading and reading. And I remember that that day it was just you know, it's it's a it happened a while back. It, it is a blur, but I do remember I sat up and and I asked the doctors for for, for jello. Yeah. <laughs> for um for apple juice. You know, but I did. I did start asking for things, and 
And I remember eating and the doctors were checking me like crazy because they were they were just like, what, what what's going on? Why is she eating? Why is she hungry? Wait, she's not she's not supposed to be eating this much. What's going on with her? We're supposed to monitor. Like, well, how are her blood levels? How are how are this? Like, yeah. they're checking everything, going crazy. And so they're like, we have to keep Diana monitored. Like, Diana needs to be monitored, you know? And so I was being monitored that whole day, you know, they were going in and out and I'm talking crazy in and out. So my dad ends up, you know, they tell him like, hey, you should, you should go. We need to really see what's going on here. All this stuff, all this commotion. My mom was taken out and then my dad goes home and that night my dad goes home and he tells me like, he said, I did the one thing that I had never done. I got on my knees and I prayed to God and I prayed to God wholeheartedly. And I asked God that if that if he wasn't going to take me away, you know, <clears throat> it, it was just. This is real, this is real, this is exposed network. We're talking truth, we're talking C, talking cancer. <laughs> okay. It's gonna bring emotions. Crazy. Um Okay, so he was you know, he was um he prayed and he prayed with so much emotion, so much power. And he asked God. I'd rather you take me than you take my daughter. I'd give my life today for her. Just take me away. Yeah. Like, her life is more precious. Her life is more valuable than mine. I've lived and I've gone through my experiences and I've done whatever I can, but it's time for her to live. So take me. And, <clears throat> you know, it was just when you're giving God your life and you're telling God to take it, God has he has a choice. God can just say, I'm taking it today now. Yeah, <laughs> like it will be done. That's done. Your wish is my command. You just asked me to do something and I'm going to do it. So that day, my dad, you know, he ends up going back to the hospital. So everybody was there again. And my dad goes back and. And the doctors tell him, I remember it was Dr. Ortega. Yeah. I love Dr. Ortega. <laughs> Dr. Ortega would always say, if you guys don't want Diana, I want her and I'll, and I'll adopt Diana. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's that one man that I, I just, I'll never forget. And so, you know, Dr. Ortega goes, you know, Mr. Renato, you know, Senora Laura, your daughter, there's, cancer is not it's not there we're trying to figure out what's going on we're, wow. tr we're trying to monitor you know what would happen diana's levels she's she's cleared she has no white white blood cells in her body we're trying to see what happened how did this happen was it science was it god because guess what it might have been god wow so dr ortega was a religious man by the way so you know, although some doctors don't want to show that emotion, yeah, he was the one that was just he would say it yeah. how it I, is. I think, like from what I heard in my experience with my sister, is like too if they get too involved, they pull him out. Oh yeah, they they pulled out one of the doctors that was involved with my sister because 
she was too into it already and it was like really like showing emo she was showing emotions mm -hmm. and they're like i think you got to get off this case and it's, it's crazy that they do that yeah. so yeah some doctors get really involved because i mean especially when you're practically at the hospital every single day yeah that's the person you interact with the most the doctor yeah so you know it just it, it became that and you know my everybody was just kind of rushed to the hospital to go check out what was going on yeah. the commotion the everything yeah exactly like this is impossible i had doctors that said this is impossible this is this is not real like oh God. i went through different doctors i went to different hospitals to check myself because it was not real because this couldn't be happening how on earth is it that a girl goes from being completely sick like there's no chance to the opposite of that like it was in a matter of like 24 hours that this wow. happened it, it was just it, it's it's crazy and you can't really it, it's it's something that i remember i would go to a different doctor that week that entire week to get the same answer like she's okay and she's fine like what are you guys looking for like I, I and you know they checked my blood I was getting <laughs> I was just in and out getting blood checked getting this checked getting that checked you know everything was just amazing it, it was just crazy you know and and we're talking I the last time I had gone into my last like that's it I had just gotten a blood transfusion you know from a black male which I appreciate so much because he was my blood type yeah but even that you know they said they said, you know, could it be that that it was him? Like his blood work? Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to find like all these things to yes. just co-sign this thing. Exactly. And it's, wow, that's just amazing. If there's anything that this message will give is that. It's like the, the hope. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like just a complete opposite. Yeah. Like that's amazing. And I, I, I relate to your dad. You know, I grew up Catholic. And, and when my sister passed away, it's that. Just seeing that. It changed my life. But, like, hearing your story right now, it's like, man, it's, I don't know how people feel on the other side of this, but it, it's, it's real. It's, it's just, it's the truth. Yeah. And, like, you're just talking straight from your heart, your experience. And if someone's out there, hopefully you're getting that from this. And, man, just, wow, this is heavy. Yeah, it's, it's very, when you're the person that's gone through it and, there's a difference between the person that has gone through it and the person that is seeing the person go through yeah, it. Truth. The expose it right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a whole different emotion, you know. Like you have the people that are going to support you, and you have the people that are just not going to be there to support you. They're just there to kind of be kind and just show their face because it's their job to do so especially when it's family members sometimes it's their job to be there it's their job to just kind of i'm there for my brother i'm there for my sister yeah. you know but but truly and definitely parents they love the shit out of you yeah like they will give their life for you you know and and it's real stuff like that's just how it is. Yeah. And this is that's what I love. You, you you hit it right on the on the, on the bullseye. Like it's way different. And and you're exposing it for real. It's like you're in the hot seat. Everyone else it's like you're in the game. They're just cheerleaders. <laughs> and yeah. then they want and then as cheerleaders we tend to make it about us. Right? It's always about us. Right? Like, don't you know how I feel? Cause like she's <laughs> going through it. 
I know she's going through it. How do you think she feels? Yeah. And like that, even like what we're exposing right now is be there. And don't be there because it's your job. Be there because of love, because yeah. of God, because of true purpose. I mean, you're talking about a little girl that all she wanted to be was healthy. Yeah. Like, you're worrying about school? I'm not worrying about school because I don't even know if I'm going to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. You want me to worry about something that's not even going to really matter? And that's one of the topics that we're going to get into next, and it's gratitude. Yeah. It's gratitude. And what really matters, and what really, really matters, we got to dig deep down and expose what really matters. And what really matters is life, love, the purpose, God, whatever that is to you. Because this is obviously not a religious show, but we will let you talk about your God here, whatever it is. For me, it's God through Jesus Christ. Seems the same as over here. I'll have Buddhists here. I'll have Muslims. I don't, I just want to talk about the power of faith, the power of truth. And when you think gratitude, because I know you're like on this journey, I've seen your Instagram. (laughs) You're like pumped for life. I mean, you've always been that way since the first day I met you. And um, it hasn't changed, but I know you've been going through a lot of changes in your life even now. Like, because like, we're always going through storms. Oh, yeah. You're, the, you're either going to a storm, in a storm, coming out of storm, you know, and there's different kinds of storms, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual. So tell me gratitude. Tell me like how this story too, like now plays out in through your whole life. So, I mean, I definitely, I want to say maybe about three years ago, I just kind of realized that I you get older you go through experiences adventures whatever you want to call them right but heartbreak. you're getting yeah heartbreaks you go through so many things and it's just you know some of it it, it just it helps you you know and, and sometimes you realize like man that piece of shit broke my heart <laughs> but you know what i'm alive yeah I, i'm here <laughs> you know so i mean i obviously went through some shit you know i went through since I was younger and even growing older always because I've always been so loved thank God you know I I feel like I've had all the love from my mom and dad my one true loves mom and dad I've always had love from them that I've always felt like damn you know thank you for making me thank you for having me and thank you for always being there for me because you guys I am excited for for what I am. I'm excited for who I've, you know, been raised to be. You know, I'm no fucking doctor and I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a fucking person that gets paid billions or millions of bucks. But I'm rich in love and I'm rich in faith and I'm rich in hope and I'm rich in happiness. And you know what? It's not hard to get. I mean, it's not hard to get there. But just people have to set the tone for that in their mental states every single day and in their heart and in their soul that it's going to happen. So I remember uh, Jordan was born. Jordan is my nephew. He's going to be eight now. So Jordan was born and it didn't really hit me until Jordan was born and I was growing up that if Jordan ever got sick or that if something ever happened to Jordan, I would die. Like, And Jordan is not my son. He is my nephew, but he is my only one, you know? And 
And it wasn't until then that I started to kind of put things together, like everything that was happening, heartbreaks, you know, and then you're you're going through your little rebellious stage in life where you're hanging out with the punk rockers and they're no good because they're freaking bad. <laughs> and you're just trying to find yourself. You're just trying to find who you are, like who you want to be or what you want to do. And then you, sh- you completely shun them away. And then you're just in your own you're doing your own thing you're trying to be a better girl you're trying to be a better person you're trying to change your life around you graduate high school you start going to college and then jordan is born and you know that was from my my youngest sister and jordan is born so i i'm just through him i realized that it's different love it's he's a kid i've seen him since he was a baby and i just feel that you know he has shown me a different type of love i'm not a mom but he gives me that maternal need like if anything happens to you kid i'll die for you like you are mine (laughs) you know regardless of you didn't come out of me (laughs) you're mine you know so and and you know and it's kind of like that's how life really is something comes in your life to change everything and the way that you see things you know and um everybody reacts to it differently so i've reacted to things now very differently my dad now is actually very sick. Um, my dad has had about 10 spinal surgeries. And sometimes, I'm, I'm, this is no joke, sometimes, um, well, actually, maybe every once a year, I think about how my dad wanted to give his life to God, but God gave him something else instead. God gave him life, but now my dad is sick. So I've thought, yeah the roles have changed yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing that you say that yeah that, and because someone's gonna be there for us one day but then it's gonna we're gonna have to repay that yeah and that's that's intense and that's my dad feels the same way sometimes too you know like i and he doesn't complain he doesn't my dad doesn't it, it's so crazy because he's really sick and not everybody realizes that the amount of sick that he's in he has about five different things wrong with him and that man just sits there and he's, he distracts himself and i think like, man how do you do it like how if a person went through all the stuff that you're going through that person would just die they wouldn't try they would just give up like i don't want to have all these things wrong with me yeah. like i just want to sit down and just let life and time pass by but it's crazy because he does feel the same way that i do he does feel that he served a purpose when it came down to 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 saving my life and god you know did it for him but god said i'm gonna give you this this one thing that you want the one wish that you want out of your entire life i'm gonna give you what you want but with time there's gonna be a price you know and not it's not a punishment no it's not it's a price and you know it's the price for the love of loving your children loving something so much with all your heart and soul that it, it just it happens you know and i couldn't be more grateful for my dad you know um he he ended up getting disability so my dad has been disabled for about 16 years now so with dad being home that meant more discipline 
that meant um, us getting real with getting shit done and you know at home yeah. our, our school Jordan was born and I feel that my dad worked so much throughout our entire life that we hardly ever got to see dad yeah, we you talked mom. about it even when you were in the hospital yeah we saw mom the most and and now that dad is home Jordan is around and I feel like it's just everything just ties together like Jordan and my dad are best friends it's, it's crazy you know and and he calls him dad he says that's my dad you know and and it's crazy because he my dad has a purpose in that in that child's life you know and and that's just the beauty of it it's it's crazy how things happen and you know and it's just funny to me how I don't have kids and I should by now, right? I'm older, <laughs> but I don't. Why? Because God knew that Jordan would take the place for now and then, you know, see what happens. We're exactly what we're supposed to be. You know that. And it's just amazing to hear this, man. And it's just like, it's true. Sometimes it, it like when we're in the storm, we don't get why we're in the storm or what it's for, but... Like your dad, I bet you. Like I would love to just sit with him and, and just hear his part, and like and just to like to see like where did it all play out for you? And it's just like I bet you he sees that every day. Like like for my myself, I could speak for me. Like from seeing it from the outside, it changed who I am now. The only reason I'm on this podcast right now, speaking to you, sober and, and actually trying to be motivating people, inspiring people, is because of that. But I didn't know that in that moment. Yeah. If you would have told me, I would have been like, what the fuck is this all about? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what is? Why am I going through this? Yeah. And and I mean, in your story, we were playing it out. We we're playing years out. Yeah. And now he's older, and he, he got to see. He got to. He got to. He got to have his daughter. Yeah. Now he's got his grandson, and then that's even changing you. Yeah. And then now you know the 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 love of a parent. So now you can even put yourself in the like when you go play back those stories, put yourself in your dad's place and be like, how are you surviving with all that? sickness like yeah. you like right hearing you just talk i'm like i'm thinking like that's probably what her dad was saying when he was looking at her in that moment when she was so sick like how are you still doing it because yeah. i know how it is on the other side that's what we say like i don't know how you do it yeah and i mean a lot of the times you know it's it's just it's not easy seeing um the person that you love go through pain you know and you're talking about innocence right yeah when you're a baby, you're a child, you're a toddler, you're a kid, you're innocent. There is no, nothing harms you. You are innocent. You're an angel of God. And, you know, I feel that at that moment, my dad felt like, how? You're innocent, you know? You haven't even lived. Yeah. You, you don't even know what it's like to, you know, graduate, go through, like, happy moments together, family trips, have a boyfriend, fall in love, get married. Like, you haven't gone through any of that. Like, how is it happening now that I could potentially lose you? And it's crazy because, you know, to this day, I always say I'm dad's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just know that my my dad and my mom, they they always make sure that I'm okay no matter what and they know when I'm not okay they know when I'm sad or they know when I'm upset or and I try not to demonstrate it because I'm not a really angry person but honestly sometimes it's just the blueprint or it's the, the my state of mind yeah like you know it could be a really shitty day at work sometimes and then it's like catch yourself like yeah 
catch yourself, dude. Stop it. Like, you know, don't don't let this get to you. You're better than that. And that's when I start pumping myself up. And then I'm just like, you know what? I am better than that. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah, you've gone through storms way bigger. Yeah. And like that, like, just to like have the C card yeah. in, in your deck. You know what I mean? And be like, just throw it on the table once in a while. Like, and, and, and this is some real, man. Like, well, what we're talking about here is pretty much what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And, and go back to those moments and remember how much you survived. Because you can survive. That's what we're talking of about course. here. It's can survive. And you talked about being your dad's favorite. You are your dad's favorite. God's favorite, too. That's your dad, too. So, obviously, man, like a miracle like that, it just it's just going to... That's why I had to get this story on here. Yeah. And, and, and the C, the big C, cancer, you know, in any way, it's, it's such a, it's a big thing. But like you said, it's a mindset, too. Yeah. It's a mindset. And I, I can, even your dad, do, like your dad did something he would have never done. Mm-hmm. The law of sacrifice. You're gonna have to give some to get some. Yeah. And even though he didn't know he was doing the law of sacrifice, which I feel is like a universal law, right? You want to you want to lose weight. You're gonna have to give up food and and, oh, and yeah. gym time, baby. You're gonna have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna get sober, but you're gonna have to put that bottle down and you're gonna have to start dealing with what really is the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to talk about here is exposing all that stuff and and both sides of it. The drug addict and the person that had the drug addict son. I want to talk about all that because no one really talks about that. And, I, and bring your beliefs, bring it all. And if someone doesn't agree on the other side of this because they got their own personal opinion to it, then hopefully we could get you to start thinking and start looking at people for like for what we are. And we're ch- children of God, you know. We're, we're all human. We're all human, and we're all going through something. And yeah. this is a this is a a beautiful story. Um, anything you want to tell our 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 listeners? <laughs> Well, I just want to say that there's always a reason to live every single day. There's a reason to look forward. There's a reason uh, in everything that you're doing, you know, maybe some of you are not where you guys want to be, but you guys are exactly where you have to be. And, you know, it takes time. Everything is a process in life. But if you really want it, you really have to go after it. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Nobody's going to give it to you. Only you're going to give yourself the answers. And a lot of the times you're going to have people that are not going to believe in you. You're going to have people that are going to bash you. You're going to have people that are just not going to be on your side. But reality is, you guys, it's all about you. And I always say this on my Instagram. It's all about you. Like, who gives a shit what everybody else says? Yeah. Who gives a fuck, you know? Um, I feel that everybody has the power within them to change, to be better, to to be a better person for themselves, to lose weight for themselves, to get a better, a better job for themselves, to, if they wanna freaking, I don't know, be the next president, go ahead and be the next president, yeah. you know? But make sure you have some good shit to bring on. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel that life is too precious to lose out on things that don't really matter. And every day, people should wake up with an intention and a reason to live. And I feel that loving yourself, most importantly, is extremely powerful. Like, loving yourself and the way that you are and the way that God made you, that is so important. And I love myself and I thank God for me, you know, every single day. I'm driving, I'm at work, I'm, I'm doing my own thing, I'm reading, I'm doing something. I'm always like, thank God I'm here, like, thank God I'm here, you know, because you never know. 
you could be somewhere else, you know? And I just feel that it's very important to realize that that sometimes the the what we surround ourselves with, the things around us, it's what it's is important. It's what's gonna make us. You wanna be a better person, surround yourself with the better people. Surround yourself with people that motivate you, trust you, make you feel supported, people that are there to to make you shine, people that are there to give you a hug just because they want to give you a hug you know and and it, that's the love guys like it's i just feel that it's what everybody needs and most importantly always say i love you to those that you love like first of all say i love i love me i love me for the x amount of reasons but i love you for x amount of reasons and you know you guys have to practice gratitude yeah because we can't give what we don't got Gratitude is everything, so got to be thankful, got to be grateful, you know, even if it's just being grateful for your little dog. I'm grateful for my Pomeranians. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm grateful for you, you darn little thing. God created you, you know, you little animal. But I'm grateful for something every day, you know, and I I find a reason to smile every day. and, And that's just the beauty of it all. You know, God makes me smile. The weather makes me smile. You know, so just got to keep keep going, keep pushing, strong at it, and going. That's it. Words of wisdom from Diana Seha. <laughs> and uh, for reals, man, Exposed Network, it's all about the truth. It's about motivating, inspiring people. And you heard it, man. She, she went through cancer, survived. You can survive. This is a story of hope, a miracle, a miracle. And um, hopefully you got something good from this. And um, I want to thank you, Diana, for coming unexposed network thank you i know it won't be your last time here um definitely want to work on more projects um where could they find you on instagram my instagram well i do have one that's just for my own you know motivational my own myself me what you're gonna get the best of me um it's d vibes so it's d underscore v-i-b-e-s-s-s that is my own you know that's where i share my thoughts my ideas everything um so that's where you know you guys can get to see me check me out i just started it too like maybe a month ago but you know i do need to give it some love and little by little yeah little by little Little and i love it man it's 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 positive it's 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 everything we're about here and uh thank you for being on the show and um that's it thank you yay till next time (laughs) 